to another episode of the Spirit Channel with your host, Zenith. It has been a long while since I have had any guests, but my first guest um, in quite a while for me is the lovely Ulrika Carson. Um, previous viewers will know that I had a previous interview with Ulrika, and at the time I had mentioned that uh, she had just had a new book coming out, which was Holy Fuck and Sacred Water. And I, we did promise to catch up again. It's just been such a long time, but I'm really, really glad that we're here now. And we're going to talk about this book. And at the end of it, we will uh, hopefully, if Ulrika kindly agrees to come back for another interview, we'll talk about our new book that's just out. But in the meantime, this book or this interview here is simply about her second book that she co-authored uh, with a lady called Tora Sophia Silver Hoge. Silver, I can't quite pronounce that. Silver Hay. <laughs> Silver what? Silver Hay. Silver Hay? Yeah, Hay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's not too from that's not too dissimilar to Gaelic, my language here, so I can kind of pick it up. But um, yeah, so Ulrika, very, very warm welcome. I'm absolutely delighted to have you back. How are you keeping? And I'm happy to be back and I'm so glad to see you again, Sunny, as we had such a heartwarming and heartfelt conversation the last time. Yeah. So I'm happy to be back and happy if anybody's here listening or if you're listening to this later. So thank you. I'm actually, I've had like, you know, like life throws us the cold balls we need to, to challenge us to grow. So I've had a, quite a difficult time these past month again. Okay. Uh, so I'm just, you know, pampering and taking care of myself, like, you know, full days, <laughs> full yeah. week. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I've had a lot of uh, serious uh, damaging from radiation from like 5G and stuff like that. Right, so. okay. So, uh, yeah, I've had these rashes and eczema all over my body again, but uh, I'm, I'm making progress and I bought this beautiful, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you, Sanif, this is my new best friend. It looks like a dildo, but it's not. It's like a quantum therapy, <laughs> terahatch uh, device. So it's beautiful. So I can sort of blow away all my, you know, um, symptoms or worries or anything. So it's beautiful. So it's not the deal though, but it's uh, it would actually make a nice dildo though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a hair blower. So you're blowing uh, and then you you set your intention and you 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 are working with quantum physics, the field mm -hmm. of uh, zero point field, so you can recalibrate your soul, your cells, and that's what I've been doing for the past week. So Okay. But I'm feeling fine inside. I'm. I feel at ease. I feel. I'm upgraded since we last talked. Also, oh, right, okay. so, yeah, yeah. 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 So there's, yeah. There's a lot of that going about. As I said, these traumas generally precede upgrades, don't they? That we go through this uh, period of disconnection. That I always think of it. It's like the tide pulling out. You know, when you're kind of left there, oh, I'm disconnected from everything. And you're kind of forced to go inside yourself to uh, find whatever it is you need to try and, you know, get over the situation or to try and, you know, grow strong. And generally you come out of the end of that with, with that tide rushing back in and then it's like goes whoosh. Exactly. 
exactly mm -hmm. and we all have our individual challenges at the time like our, our individual traumas and then the collective trauma mm -hmm. and our cultural trauma depending on what country we are in also we have different different traumas from different countries so here in sweden uh, what with what's going on it's really it's quite heavy actually for the moment we yeah. uh, like like yesterday we had a election here in the government our new government uh, that decided to change our laws that have been there in place for nearly 300 years like uh, the speech of freedom so it's gone now yeah there, there's a lot yeah there, there is a lot happening in the world right now um we could we could make this entire conversation about politics and upheaval in the world but we're, we're not maybe we'll do an interview on that that would be quite good but um, yeah, so I guess probably for anyone kind of joining us, for anyone who's just kind of going to be viewing this when I first publish it, probably just listening to this ramble and no idea who you are. So I'd probably better introduce you properly. So Ulrika Carlson is of three books now. Her first book, 20 or 2.47 AM, The Journey Home to My Heart, uh, which I have yet to read is about the massive trauma that followed you throughout quite a lot of your life when you did not sleep uh, you were on the verge of suicide um, and your ultimate awakening from that then your second book which you've co-authored as i said with tora sophia which is the book that we're going to discuss now is holy fuck and sacred sexuality um Ulrika is also a spiritual teacher a yoga therapist and feminine leadership coach and she has like 28 years of holistic experience in various disciplines and as we'll find out in the um, interview a lot of the things that she has done and she's gone on to teach um, which I actually didn't know about beforehand so I'm really really interested to talk about that and your new book as I said we'll touch on this afterwards is called Sacred Soul and that is has been out of just a few months isn't that correct? Yes, it yes. Uh, had world premiere in, uh, was it June or July? So uh, it's sold like in 15 countries and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Brilliant. So Ulrika, I guess the very first question that I want to ask you is, hi, is Bibi Falkor? Because he's not here for this interview. She's lying here next to me. She's lying there. Ah, look look at that hi <laughs> like she's come over at the sound of her voice brilliant yeah. brilliant yeah. glad to see you. okay so if you hear some barking it's not me it's my dog <laughs> <laughs> that's okay well, well it doesn't matter who it comes from it's all good so i guess this book that we're here to talk about holy fuck on sacred sexuality it's such a um even the title alone is whoa you know it's it's quite um controversial i guess for some people how did that book come about because you co-authored this with taurus of and i don't think that you two had any previous connection you weren't friends you were just two people on their both their separate paths both swedish and both are doing various disciplines and the book obviously is kind of in two parts there's the holy fuck part of it and there's the sacred water part of it so how did that come about? How did this interaction between the two of you come about? And how did the idea to jointly write a book come about? 
That's a good question. So no, we had never met, uh, but we had been part of a, a Swedish book. Uh, so I've, I've written five books actually. So the Swedish book mm -hmm. that hasn't been translated uh, was called about, what was something about uh, embracing the feminine leadership, uh, the feminine in, you know, which mm. we have in, in, in us, whether we are a man or in a, a female body, we all have yin and yang, so masculine and feminine. And then in one meeting when she wasn't there and the meeting was being recorded and I said to the group of women, it was an anthology like every woman uh, wrote a chapter and I had a, a chapter there and, and Torah had another chapter. But in the recording in the meeting, I said, like the next book that we are going to write together have to be about the sacred sexuality and how lost in space we are with our sexualities today since it's not sacred anymore it's been polluted for such a such a yeah. long time and then she connects with me she just you know gives me a ring and she says hi this is um, her name was then susanna silverhoy and she changed the name for the book actually uh so she says, hi, this is Susanna Silverhoy. I'm also, you know, co-writing a chapter in uh, Embracing Feminine Leadership. And it's you and I. We are going to write about what you said about in the meeting. We are going to write about sacred sexuality. So it was like, yeah, wow. And then we met on Zoom. Uh, it was like 2020. Um, and we connected like this. Uh, the energy was there and like, are we going to write in Swedish? No, we're going to write in English, of course. So first we were just going to write about sacred sexuality, but like parts of the book are divinely channeled from the Akashic records, you know, like downloaded. So the book became bigger than we have ever expected it to be. It became like universal truth that we all know, but we have long time forgotten sort of like what we know, but we have forgotten. Yeah, yeah. And, and these knowledges, this inner wisdom, this divine wisdom of who we are, are still, you know, lingering in our inner sacred water. So we started with just an intention to write about sacred sexuality. And then this book was, you know, it was like I started to write instantly and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and, and, uh, Torah, she started to do a lot of research and, and things like this. So this book became like bigger and came with much more impact than we could have ever known. It's like one of the universal laws that are being presented in this book that we have forgotten about, but that we need to know about in these turbulent times that we are in. So this book is pretty much here to reactivate your inner wisdom and to reactivate your inner light codes. Yeah. Yeah, that does, it does matter. And that was the title, you know, provoke a reaction. Well, this just seems to be a natural title. Yeah. And so first we just thought about having sex, the title of sacred sexuality and water but it wasn't big enough. It was like pretty bland for, for the content. So then one day Tora just said like, what if we're just going to call the book, holy fuck. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good name. Like it certainly, you know, uh, provokes or inspires or challenge or however you want to see it. But we also want to mention the water because 
as you say, like there's a chapter about uh, holy fuck and like sacred sexuality, and there's like like content of the water, and so we need to have something with the water as well. And then also, like I came up with the secret connections to everything, which is lingering in our water, like the the secret connections to everything that has ever been and that will ever ever be, is deeply stored in our unconscious minds and stored within our inner water. So that's how the title came. So holy yeah. fuck was a must, and then the other thing just came. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant title, and the, the book itself, I'm actually just going to read from the very kind of introduction, um, if I can find it, uh, beginning. I'm just so going to show it. A new the... era has oh yeah, yeah, just... brilliant, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. lovely color <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's beautiful cover also, it's quite powerful. Beautiful. Yeah, that is, and that's a, is that that obviously that looks it's obviously representative of the womb. Why am I pointing yeah. to the screen there? No one can see that. I'm doing. <laughs> Beautiful, but I I just read, or I obviously as I was saying to you just before we recorded the interview, I like literally this book. I think that's what took me so long to get through it. Is that I like record, highlighted so many passages that I wanted to talk about, and it's just far too much. To even fit in it it's probably better that way because hopefully it'll give people just a taste of what is in the book and it'll inspire them to go out and actually read it but you know you've you've kind of said that a new era has arrived and with that more confusion and fear than ever before this book reactivates a path of releasing the old so we can co-create a new thriving future together it contains very raw and vulnerable personal stories scientific information, ancient wisdom, taboo topics and conspiracy theories. So I mean like it surprised me because I think I had like preconceptions of what the book was about. But whenever I started reading it, I was like, oh my God, this book covers just about every possible topic that I could possibly think of. You know, it wasn't just about sacred sexuality. It wasn't just about the power of water. Um, there, there's just about everything, in, you know, that um, that you could kind of think of, like from uh, creation myths, holy sexuality, your DNA, Schumann resonance, um, the pineal gland, Christ consciousness, conspiracy theories, uh, miracles, every single possible thing. It just it blew me away. It really did. Um, so what was your... what? What, what is your kind of take on that? Was that a kind of natural thing? I guess what I really want to ask, where the hell did you get all this information from? You know, how did you manage to connect what you wanted to talk about to all these different topics? Um, even, even Lemuria and stuff like that is mentioned in it. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like the book grew upon us. It was like, it just came through. We just downloaded it from from the Akashic record and, you know, from our inner water, from our inner own inner wisdom. Like there's so many parts of the book that we have truly experienced ourselves, like, like, like we are sharing. And as we've been talked about earlier, uh, Zenith, like the more you heal within yourself, the more access you have to all of these 
gifts and this inner wisdom. So it really came through for this book, like the inner wisdom that we had, that we all possess. It just came through and it was like spot on. And, you know, I can still read parts of the book and I have goosebumps. Like this book is really... Is really amazing, even though that I've written it myself. It's 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 before its time, and it's going to you know be as uh, on spot on you know many years to come. Even when people read it, read the book, you know, years from now they're going to say, "Wow!" You know, so so a lot was uh, experienced. A lot was a lot of inner knowledge and, and acquired wisdom that we have gained from our own healing journeys, truly. And then. So I wrote my part like pretty fast, actually. It just came and it just came in English and English is not my native language as I'm from Sweden. So it didn't, it didn't even have to translate. It just came like, like, and, and then when the book was done, me and, and, and Tora, we went through every sentence in the book, you know, to see if that sentence was the sentence with the highest potency for you to read as a reader, to reactivate you for your remembrance. Mm -hmm. So we, so the work with writing the book was actually pretty fast. And then we went, we were sitting days in and days out, you know, walking through every sentence. And if you changed, you know, like one word or a syllable here or there, then it sort of grew anymore and even more and became bigger. So it's, yeah, it's. Um, I can understand what you say when you say it's intense because it is. As I was telling you, many people that have bought this book, uh, I'm still waiting for the feedback, and I, I we haven't received it because they're still reading it and still contemplating yeah. and still integrating it. Yeah, it's definitely a book that I feel that you could go back and reread six months, a year, three years, five years, and still um or even tomorrow and still pick up more information there is excuse me that amount of information it is so dense but in a good way there is so much and i thought that i knew a bit about you know water and sacred sexuality but there's stuff in that book that completely you know blew me away and increased my own understanding that's why i'm saying like where on earth did you get this knowledge from it's a, a fascinating read for me and i would absolutely urge anyone to pick it up it's it's as i said it's completely not what you think it is um it covers so so many variety of topics it's uh it's also a self-help manual um it's also a uh um a psychological um as if you're sitting with it has really help you understand yourself and your own life and your own traumas and also to get you to look at your own water in, in, in different ways. It's absolutely fascinating. It says that, um, you know, the book can help you purify your own water using, you know, your passionate fire to to live your, your potential. Um, and it's dedicated to all humanity. It's a red pill to open your eyes and heart, which I find really inform informative. And it, as I said, it definitely opened my eyes. And I guess... Um, like you say, and this is why you've included your own personal experiences in it, which were really liberating and really fascinating to read. It was almost like I was there with you in these retreats when you were going through some of these traumatic experiences. But as you, you rightly say that, you know, this 
growth, this undoing of this conditioning that we've all been experiencing all our lives. It's, it's, it's rarely pleasant or comfortable or enjoyable, but that's trauma. Trauma helps us grow. It helps us understand ourselves, our shadow sides and stuff like that. So I wonder, could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you, Senith. And, and um, yeah, so we are sharing uh, different parts of the book from our own experiences. Like, and and my experience is that the more the more of you know suppressed traumas and unresolved feelings and unconscious stored things that you you sort of, you know, put your torch on, like you're lighting up on these areas with the, the torch of consciousness, the more access you will have to even more consciousness and to more wisdom and to more healing capacities. Like, um, like I'm describing in my parts of the book, my water, like I have access to, to have fontaine orgasms. Like I can just turn on my water when we're sitting here, Zenith. I can feel my water is moving like within me here and now. And and it's nothing sexual like I'm turned on, but it's this healing water. It's like this inner shower that is freeing myself from inner pollution, inner toxics or outer for that matter. So I know when I'm, you know, flowing my inner water, I also help to I also help aiding others, you know, uh, healing others. So this water has taken me to places where I've never been in this physical life. Like I have rememberings from being in other universes or parallel dimensions, or I've been in the sacred space of the Aboriginals, the Uluru, the Red Rock in a rock in Australia. I've never been there, you know, physically in this lifetime. But so this inner water of mine has taken me into places and into wealth of knowledge and wisdom that I can just sort of pour from, if you know what I'm saying. So, so it's nothing that is outside of me. It's inside of me. And this, this ability and this gift we all have it if we tap into it and if we clear out all the, the polluted water that we all carry, the pollution in our cells, the pollution in our DNAs due to how we live our lives, stress, uh, these past two and a half years, uh, what we have taken or not taken. Uh, so these stressful lives and these deconditioning programs that we all have are polluting our inner waters. This means that we don't have access to these gifts. We don't have access to these, to these capacities and these, these amazing, amazing, you know, wisdom that we all have, but it's stored, you know, layers and layers. It's like, like an ice, you know, like a mountain of ice. So this, the core of who you are is stored but first you have to remove all the all the ice, the frozen emotions or, you know, the polluted things that we have been taught or that we have been, you know, experiencing in this lifetime or past lifetime. So and water is life, right? We know that we can we can uh, exist without food for for a long time, but we perhaps we cannot exist too long without water. Uh, so water is life and everything is, you know, made of water and we, we are 
more than 75% of water within our bodies, including our blood and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I've been to, through some really, really heavy healing as I'm sharing in the chapter like of Dark Fuck uh, yes. in, in this book, Holy Fucking Sacred Water. And that was like one part of me, one one fragment of my soul that I haven't been connected to before or that I haven't, you know, acknowledged before or that I haven't, it has been in my unconscious. Mm -hmm. So to bring it forth and to make this part of me visible and therefore also able to transform it uh, to, to have access to high states of consciousness. Yeah, amazing, brilliant. And we're obviously going to talk about that. Um, I, I, this book, is talks a lot about the feminine um, and the return of feminine power. Um, there's a lot of mention of femininity in it, which we'll get to, but you've mentioned that you both are not feminists, as in you both love men. You love their holy cockiness, which I love. That was a brilliant thing. Um, but I guess a lot of people are probably wondering um, what exactly is a holy fuck, you know? Because I'm sure most people would go, well, it must be this, you know, um, sexual intercourse. But it's so much more than that, as you both so eloquently describe it. It's it's a union, isn't it? It's a marriage. It is. It's like the the dance of life, truly. Like everything that we see here in this third dimensional aspect where we are living, like in the matrix is made of polarities, like like a battery. You have the positive polarity of the battery and you have the negative, and, and they are both needed because they're complementing each other. They 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 are, so, so you can't have a battery with only the, the positive polarities, right? So we need them both. And it's like the same in universe, like uh, we have the sun and the moon, we have the feminine and the masculine, and these like yin and yang, and the essences that, that we are made of. Uh, we are made of, you know, everything that we see in the outer realms, the outer realities, we are made of, we are made of water, we are made of earth, like the soil, we are made of fire, we are made of air and ether. So all these beautiful things that exist in the outer realms, we also have inners, in ourselves. But so many of us are, as we just talked about, so polluted, so, so for thousands of years, the divine feminine and also divine masculine has been suppressed by those in power because we have been programmed into lower states of consciousness of the feminine and the masculine. Like, for instance, low state of the feminine can be manipulation. That, that is a, a low energetic, that is the shadow side, one of the shadow side of the feminine manipulation. And we have seen it you know, on the global stage for two and a half years now, this manipulation and what is going on on a, on a you know, from from the level of the soul's perspective. Uh, and we all have this manipulation within us. We all have these different, we all have been perpetrators, right? And we all have been victims in this lifetime or in previous lifetime. We can be perpetrated to ourselves. Maybe not that I'm out there and raping people or hurting nobody else but i'm hurting myself by my limiting beliefs by my programs by how how i see myself how i navigate myself 
So this is a low, a low frequency, low consciousness in the feminine, the manipulation, right? And then uh, its polarity in, in the low states of consciousness, low frequency of the masculine could be to be uh, to be a good girl or a good guy, you know, to always do what you're expected to do or to to be effective, to be productive, to be the, you know, we see it in our societies, you know, high salary, high, we even have it in our language to be high educated and things like this, because this is a limited belief that we have to do this because then we will have the visibility or the acknowledgement from others that we think that we earn. So, so we all have, you know, various degrees of consciousness within us and the more trauma we have and the more unresolved emotions and feelings and the more things that are lying in the 95% of our subconscious or unconscious mind, the more lower frequencies, the, the lower our consciousness are. And the more we have healed the traumas, we have healed and expressed our suppressed emotions, uh, the more thing we have looked into and transformed the highest states of consciousness we have in the feminine and the masculine energies. So for thousands of years, these divine expressions of the feminine and the masculine have been suppressed because it has been a way to handle us as a race. Like certain people of power are saying, like, I'm the king, hey, I'm the king, so you need to pay taxes to me or whatever. And then we do it. We give our power away. We give our energy away. And we believe that this is the truth, right? So to be ignited into the more conscious levels of the feminine and the more conscious levels of the masculine is what is going to heal us because they merge, they meet into the heart, right? So the, the, we are not being taught unconditional love. We are being taught conditioned love. Like, if you love me, then I love you. If, you. if you do this for me, then I do that for you. If you eat your food, then you'll have dessert, right? So it's always conditioned. Like, and this is what we are being taught from the way that we are, you know, from when we are being born. Like, no, you cannot do that. Like here in Sweden, you cannot feel too much and you cannot be too much. You cannot express too much. You must be like conform like everybody else. So this is like deep, deep, deep programming that resides in 95% of, you know, within us, each and one of us. We, as, as, as I was saying in the beginning, we have our individual uh, traumas and, and journeys to do and then the collective. And then we also have the ancestral things that we have, you know, being passed on in our DNA, in our cells. And our cells contains the water element again. So there you have the remembrance of all these things that you have experienced consciously or unconsciously. So, and all the gems are there too. Like when we were gods and goddesses and when, when we were sorceress and sorceresses, these memories are also lingering within us. The magic, you know. But most of us, we don't have access to them because all these traumas and these deep programming layers and layers are stuck above them. So that's why many of us are in the low frequencies, the low vibration and low consciousness of the feminine and the masculine. And that's why the world is looking as it is today. 
So we need the conscious feminine. That is the unconditional love. To love myself, you know, whether, you know, whether my body type, whether my weight, whether my skin color, whether, you know, whatever my belief is. The unconditional love. And we don't even give unconditional love to our children because it's like, nah, first you have to do your homework and then you get to do this. So it's always like bargaining, like, you know, trading with love. Uh, and we think that's normal, right? And then we need to have the, the, ignite, the ignition of the divine masculine, the spark that ignites all life. And that is the clarity. Like we need the clarity and the direction because if I'm only heart, love and light, love and light, <laughs> but I have no direction, I ha I'm, not, I'm in no service or I have no goals or direction and I have no clarity to cut through the bullshit that I'm surrounding myself or, you know, being surrounded in my culture with. So we need the, the, the divine feminine essence of unconditional love and empathy for myself. That's where it all starts and for others. But we also need the clarity. We need to see through our own limitations and our own limited behaviors and, you know, patterns that we have to be able to free ourselves. So this is the holy fuck. This is the sacred sexuality. This is, you know, you can see it from the cellular level that we are writing also in the book. We are moving from the microcosmos and then all the way out to the universe, the outer cosmos, the microcosmos, microperspective. So you're moving in back and forth all the time because this is mm -hmm. who we are, right? Yeah, and we, yeah. so we, we are these brilliant, these godlike souls poured into these human bodies in these lifetimes, right? Yeah, yeah. So we Amazing. are so much more than our bodies, so much more than our limited mindset we are so much more than what we have been programmed to think so the high states of consciousness in the feminine and the masculine needs to be ignited and that's the holy fuck and here we can see the holy fuck everywhere like this conversation that we are having like so for for us everything that is in in higher states of consciousness with the essence of the feminine and the masculine the polarities that merge into one like oneness as we all are entangled we are all connected interconnected that's the whole part yeah wow what an answer <laughs> you covered so much sir I'm, I'm hoping some of my notes aren't redundant now because you covered so much i'm sorry um, <laughs> and me left me when you're talking you said so much there and I, I guess i have to kind of look because you mentioned there that that's exactly what it is it's the balance of the feminine and the masculine and it's not as we're not just simply talking about genders we're not talking about males and females but the the masculine the feminine and everything you know it's the the rain and the the soil you know which helps birth the the plants it's the sun and the moon you know it's a positive and negative everything there is this polarity we need both in union in order to recognize ourselves it's something that I was given. I can't remember where I talked about this in the last interview, but it was a piece of advice that came for me from the Akashic, from my guides. And they said that once the feminine, once the masculine and feminine are in balance, the heart is complete. So I, I didn't, I sort of knew what that meant, but I didn't quite, but I was kind of uncovering, you know, a lot more information. And certainly it was verified in 
in your book is it means that we need to have these feminine and masculine qualities with inside us balanced and equal because only then our heart is complete only then can we live with the open heart exactly exactly and then when we are opening our hearts from these deep programming and these condition conditioned love into a more unconditional love and the journey starts within each and one of us and also like the holy fuck if you are thinking about the uterus that's the that's the oh julie thank you brilliantly explained thank you so much so if you're also thinking about like the uterus like the uterus is like a divine portal it is yoni which is the female reproductive organ it translates into the divine portal this is like the divine portal into you know into life uh, but so you have the black void like the uterus and that's that's uh, potential not yet discovered or potential not yet developed and here comes the 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 like the sperm the sperm comes and it ignites and it becomes a baby so there you also have the holy fuck so that means that each baby created like is also a holy fuck so we are both we are holy fucks <laughs> and we are creating holy fucks because if the void remains you know if there's no spark if there's no ignition then we won't have access to this potential right so here comes this this spark and the the male reproductive organ in in yogic is a lingam that is uh, the pillar of light right so we need the black void and we need the pillar of light because when they merge then there's a holy fuck and then there's this you know creation of a baby for instance and that is um yeah the magic yeah julie i'm so happy that you're uh, interacting here thank you so exactly so so we need them both we cannot only have you know the the sparks if there's not a space to contain the spark or not a not a space to to receive the spark right it's like so we are we are all and every cell within us is like a holy fuck all the time like you know i'm sitting here thinking in swedish and every word is translated into english so my neurons is firing and here you have the holy fuck again so so every thought is creating a holy fuck but most of our thoughts are not holy because they're so polluted and that's why we are all so fucked up in our programs Brilliant, lovely, brilliantly explained. Um, you 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 were mentioning just a little bit earlier about water um, being so polluted, and you were mentioning that you know our water is sacred, it's transformational. The spirit is in water. Water's feminine. It's purifying our traumas and our stresses, um, and that this. We need to have our water in balance as well, which is also a holy fuck as well, isn't it? Yes, it's a holy fuck as well. Because everything that is in this high state of consciousness and comes with an intention is holy and sacred because that's who we are. We are from divine source. So when we, this is what I'm writing about in my uh, latest book, the sacred soul a divine evolution through time and space which we're going to talk about in another episode but uh we 
we need these higher states of consciousness. This is what our souls evolves from because the soul and the ego, for instance, they're different things, right? So the ego wants to keep us stuck. It wants to keep us stuck where we, maybe we don't belong in a relationship, in a body, uh, in our limited mindset, whatever. But our soul is all about thriving, right? So it's not about surviving, it is about thriving. But most of us that are here today, um, happy to hear. Thank you, Julie. Definitely picking up the Holy Fuck. Yeah, I really recommend this book. I mean, even if I've written it myself, obviously it is it is a great book, as you've yes. mentioned already, Sanif. But so we are always evolving, right? Like even though when we are talking here, Sanif, you and I, cells within us are dying, new cells are being born. This is, you know, something that happens and we're not even conscious about it. But if the, the cells that are dying and are being reborn, new cells are being reborn, if it carries the same unconscious pattern, this pollution, this limiting beliefs or these traumas, then your cells are carrying the information from second to second. That's why we have to clear out the cells and on our DNA level to find out, you know, who we are. And most people don't do that. Most people are happy or, you know, good enough or, or scared to, to dive deeper into their, you know, mystery water and to find out the truth about themselves. Yeah. You mentioned also, or well, I'm not quite sure that you mentioned, but um, the probably the, a lot of the reason is that people are that way because their emotions are frozen. So um, water needs to flow. When water doesn't flow, it becomes stagnant. It can be frozen. So this is the same as our emotions. Our emotions need to flow. Otherwise, we are frozen. We cannot express ourselves. We cannot express how we feel because we are frozen. And that was actually the first um, expression, I guess, that I thought of that, which was just another like, oh, right, okay. I never thought about that for a while. It probably actually reminds me of that uh, video that Madonna did, Frozen. Sorry, the, the word frozen. It, it yeah. reminds me actually of that uh, Madonna video, Frozen. It talks a little bit about the same thing. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. No. Okay, well, maybe you could check it out. But yeah, that's it's the same sort of thing. This is why we need to have our, you know, our, our water kind of purified. Um, because water, as you said, 70% of our bodies, it affects us on so many different ways and it can affect our emotions. And if our emotions become frozen, then we're not operating in our true capacity. Um, we're not being who we truly should be. And this is what this book is all about. It's about um, liberating us from the yoke of tyranny. It's about liberating us from the conditioning that we've been brought up all, all our lives. So our emotions also need to be in flow, just like our water. Exactly. Water are emotions, like energy in emotion, emotion. So emotion needs to be in motion. It needs to... Uh, it needs to move because if it's not moving, which it doesn't for most of us, like how we are being brought up in our, you know, cultures, like you as born in, in a man body, like a, a deep programming with for men in men's bodies are like, 
you mustn't be weak, you mustn't show emotions. So you shut down, you suppress your divine expressions. And these frozen emotions become, you know, eventually it becomes stagnations and it can become diseases when you're not at ease it becomes diseases and and symptoms and just have a look at you know these past two and a half years how much fear have been you know manipulated out there and how people have been so scared and what it does to our inner environment you know i mean it's really it's really sort of capsulating. These fears are being capsulated, being stored deep within the body. And the body is just a representation of the unconscious mind. Uh, you purify water with thought. Do you think this is possible, Julie says? Yes, it's possible. But since we do not know what traumas are lingering in our water, you know, from past lives or from our ancestors or in the unconscious, we don't have maybe we don't have access we only have access to the five percent right so you, we can purify these five percent with our thoughts but then we have the 95 percent and we need to to penetrate deeper than just you know with our thoughts does it make sense i'm sure it will make sense perfect yeah. sense everything you say yeah. makes sense yeah so, and we are coming from, we are being programmed, you know, for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm writing so much about it in, in this book also, like uh, the sacred, yeah, the so a divine evolution through yeah. time and space that we have been so programmed. So we are in this illusion of separation. And this is also what we are writing about in, in Holy Fucking Sacred Water. The separation of the feminine and the masculine, they have been separated. And, and this also causes a distortion upon ourselves, upon our sexuality, upon, you know. So this, this separation has also, I mean, these past two and a half years, this separation has been, you know, cutting through family lines or in society or groups. So this separation is, is a very, very low frequency of the masculine energy trying to, you know, make us stagnated and not mm. to evolve into the, to the magical divine beings that we are. Yes, maybe, 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 Julie. Uh, but you also need you also you, you we cannot we can i really have to stress this that we cannot this is my this is maybe a bit limited belief i don't know but my personal experience is that i cannot think my way out of a trauma i cannot think my way out of unresolved emotions the body is the vessel and since it's stored within the body we need to use the body to to transmute, to, to, to see, to acknowledge, to witness, to experience, and then we shift, transform and transmute. So yeah. some people are only in the mental, mental spirituality, I call it, and that's a spiritual bypass. And we cannot spiritual bypass ourselves, what, what is, you know, residing within us. Just to clarify, just the question that Julie asked was, 
maybe our connection and communication with our higher selves to just what would you were responding there just for for anyone kind of watching it no idea what's going on we have this interaction with a few people this is also a special kind of time but is it not because pretty much at the start of that book you were talking about the power of 13 it's a 13,000 year cycle um, and this was stuff that I kind of didn't know about, um, where we link this power of the number 13. It's the uh, 13,000 uh, year cycle, 13 cycles of feminine, uh, femininity power, 13 zodiac signs, 13 um, lunar cycles, 13 uh, women's menstrual cycles, and how women ovulate on the 13th day. And all of this forgotten, suppressed, knowledge but it seems that we're coming into this cycle this thirteen thousand year cycle could you maybe talk a little bit about that which is a return of the feminine energy yeah the way i see it is that uh so as i mentioned already that there's been heavily suppression of the divine qualities of the feminine and the masculine but the divine feminine essences have been more suppressed. Like we have been, you know, hunted for being witches. We have been burned at stakes. We all have, you know, uh, many lives behind us where we have not been able to, to say our truth because we have been, uh, we have been uh, chased, we have been tortured, we have been murdered for our beliefs and for our truths. So the feminine is the, you know, like, the divine mother like gaia where we all from like you know the divine wisdom like like the, the the metaphor that we are all you know connected to mother earth even though that we are in the illusion that we are not and that we have that we are living lives that are separating us i mean we are abusing gaia we are abusing gaia with our stressful lives and so on so the rise of the feminine I'm not saying that the rise of the divine masculine and the divine feminine is not equal important. I'm saying that, you know, the the suppression of the divine feminine energies has been suppressed for thousands of years. And this is what is going on. The feminine is coming in to open our hearts, to make us, you know, expand as human beings and as race, to to clear out all our traumas and to love ourselves regardless, you know, body or shape or form or color or these things that we have been keeping us busy for thousands of years. So the rise of the feminine is the nurturing, the motherly, the unconditional love that we all are longing for, but we have never had. So that's why both me and, and Tora uh, think that it's so important for, for all of us, regardless of we are men or female uh, in men or feminine bodies, that we need, to, we need to strengthen and deepen the connect, connection with both the feminine and the masculine, but most of all the feminine because it's so wounded. And you can also see how we women have treated each other for also, you know, a long time. We are envy, we are talking shit behind our backs. So that's the wounded feminine. And then there's a wounded masculine also, like 
like you must be strong you 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 are the provider for your family these sorts of limited beliefs that we are all carrying so the way i see it is that we all need the the feminine to soften us to to make us more vulnerable to make us more open to be and to be more connected to these deep deep rooted wisdom that gaia possesses Brilliant, fantastic. Do you, do you have a section on uh, sacred sexuality, um, holy sexuality? And in that, um, I guess it's it's kind of relevant and prevalent to today's society because we, mm-hmm. as much as we're trying to heal and balance the feminine and masculine, we're also moving away from that, in my opinion, because people are now identifying so much with their pronouns you know, saying, I am completely feminine, or I am completely feminine, I am Mrs., Miss, and, you know, whatever, and I am Mr., and I think that's, for me, it's very unhelpful, because it's pushing us away from this understanding that we have, okay, yes, we, we, we're born into a masculine body, we're born into a feminine body, but like you said, you know, we have these qualities within us, and when we are solely identifying with our masculinity or our femininity, it's very unhelpful and it pushes us away from each other. It causes imbalances. And I think that we need to draw closer to us. I've talked about this in kind of my own work. We need to understand each other more and have more of an understanding and share a lot more of our each other. Um, even our views on sex itself has become distorted. It's become this... Um, <laughs> there's Falkor. Um, it, it's become this kind of, uh, or, well, maybe it's not quite now, but it's still not quite understood, this uh, how it's a sacred union, um, even orgasms and stuff like that are, you know, they're not quite understood. Um, the orgasm being, you know, a beautiful interaction between, you know, the masculine and feminine energy. Um, and at the end of that, we have this, you know, opening of the pineal gland. Um, and you also talking about the, you were talking there earlier, um, which from kind of retreading slightly were ground, but the idea of the, about the yoni and the lingam, if they've just been reduced to, you know, uh, descriptions of genitalia when they're actually a lot, lot more than that. So just that whole section on sacred sexuality, um, which you talk about, and obviously you actually uh we're just going to get into this afterwards where we're talking about some of your personal experiences around this you maybe talk just a little bit about that which is another um holy fuck as well where you're talking about the marriage of the egg and the sperm yeah so uh what's the question uh about my personal uh experience of sacred sexuality um well we're we're just into that um we're just going to get in that, but I just wanted to, um, what your kind of thoughts are, are on that about today's society where we are simply identifying with our gender type by use of pronouns rather than this coming together um, and just about the, the still misunderstandings of sex and sexuality, casual relationships, but really it's, it's meant to be this marriage, this union of love. Yes. So it's uh, lovemaking is, is an act of God if you are in the high vibration and if you're conscious about it. It can also be very damaging as we write about in the book because so many of us that are not connected to our hearts 
because we have not done our inner work. We have so much trauma. We have limited beliefs. We have all these unresolved emotions, etc., etc. So many of us, we are not connected to our hearts. And then we have sex, you know, uh, one night stands. And we as women, we are letting the energy of, of the man into our energetic system. Like you are coming into our energetic system. And so this is very, very general. And this is not like something is right and wrong. I'm just, I'm just explaining, explaining from higher perspective of consciousness that if, if a man is stressed and he want to have sex, then he's dumping his stress into his woman, right? So the, having sex can be like a stress relief for a man. But whilst a woman, we need to be relaxed to have sex. So it's two, two different, you know, uh, perspective uh, altogether. And then if I'm having sex uh, with multiple guys and my heart is not connected or their heart is not connected and we are not connected in the hearts, it's very damaging and it's upholding this immature and unconscious energies of the of the feminine and the masculine and it can it can create even more distortion and i was just looking like yeah like one of these many date shows on tv where people are you know having sex with whomever or you know they're being tempted tempting or whatever and this is and and young people like i have two teenagers and they are looking at porn right you have a porn you have accessibility to porn you know in your bedroom through your computer nowadays so the accessibility of porn and then these young people are watching porn and they might not have any you know yeah. uh, conscious adults to talk about this experience with so they believe that it's gonna that this is, is natural and the more porn you consume it's also polluting you and then you take your pollution and you merge it into another person, adding to her or his pollution, right? So this is why the world is so fucked up as it is today, because we are all responsible for the energies that we are unconsciously carrying. That means that, again, we have to resolve them so we can elevate by merging in the heart with the divine feminine and the clarity of the divine masculine and to reach higher states of consciousness. There's some uh, questions here, I think. I'm just going to see. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to read them out, but I wanted to wait until you had yeah. finished. Kelly says, every word makes absolute sense. While I deeply appreciate the attention to these two energies, male and female, as they are what we all are to know truly know, connect with energy rather than can be denied. And she says, there's so much I would love to talk to you about. For sure, I will get your book. I appreciate that it sounds like you're sharing your experiences and not speaking as to tell anyone how enlightened you are or superior, but to share your experiences and connect. Um, And she says, Michael Ende is a truly, is a divine inspired author like Life Truths. Have you read Momo? Uh, so glad to be here and hear you actually talk about your story. Um, and Julie says, I'm impressed with this interview. Its content is enlightening of itself. Um, I'm so late to work, but I feel 100% connection to a lot of the work I've been doing in writing fills in so many gaps. 
and what I was missing for the stuff that I've been working on, a lot of her work here, I'm very grateful. So, yeah, it's, it's nice. You. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And if you want to have the book, um, please connect with me because actually Amazon keeps all the money. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to have the book, I can order it for you or if you want to have it signed from Sweden, I don't know. But uh, so Amazon. That would uh, be lovely. Wouldn't it? That would be a really nice gift. I obviously have a signed copy. Yeah, keeping the. So anyway, um, no, I haven't read the author that you mentioned. Uh, I actually, I've been, um, my first book, um, 247 AM, The Journey Home to My Heart. Uh, I'm describing my journey from when I was depressed and suicidal. So I, I can't read. My cognitive abilities are really, uh, <laughs> are really poor, actually, uh, since my depression and being suicidal. But uh, I can write <laughs> and I can sort of read what I'm writing. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I don't read any other books. Yeah. Um, so one of your um, really personal experiences that you shared was the 2015 retreat, the shamanic, spiritual and sexual path. It was all about release, clearing wounds um, and the, the de-armoring. Um, of the feminine yoni. Um, so there was a lot of release and a lot of kind of grief cleared in that. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, thank you. And that, so was, that, that, was, sort of the, that was where your, your water flowed from yeah. the yoni as well, wasn't it? That was quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. So um, as I already mentioned, yoni means the divine portal. And yoni is a place where we all have been, right, in our mother uterus. This means that we all have the accessibility to the, the wisdom that we possess. It is just a matter of, you know, finding those gems and, and doing the inner work. But however, uh, in the yoni, as well as in the lingam, it's really important to address this as well, because the lingam of men, the genitals of men, the pillar of light lingam, is also carrying a lot of information. And there's been so much programming also on men, like uh, that you need to, you know, uh, be aroused or or in this or that way, or you need to be horny. I mean, there's so many illusions and so many bullshit that is going on that is affecting the lingam also and the quality of the lingam, right? But within the yoni, like there's 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 I. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but uh, uh, I'm thinking in Swedish and then translating. But but in Yodi is like this this um, holy grail. Actually, Yoni is yeah. the holy grail, and we are writing about it in holy fucking sacred water because in the in Yoni you have access to all of this, and it's stored. So you can you can do Yoni the armoring, which I did and which, the, which you're asking about, Sanif. Uh, so I had a yoni de-armoring, and that's when I was connected to my water. And since then, my water is, you know, flowing. It's like a tap of water. I can turn it off and on whenever I want to. It doesn't have to do when I'm, you know, sexually aroused. It can come with information. Or when I feel that I'm sad and I can't cry, I just turn my water on and then I, you know, release myself. Or when I have a fever or headache, and I can just remove it out of myself. So the yoni, 
you have direct acupressure points in the yoni that is a direct connection to your heart and portal ways to your soul. So we women, we store all that shit that we've been talking about, traumas, unresolved emotions uh, within our yonis. And that's why it is so important to work with your sexuality if you also want to have a spiritual awakening, like they go hand in hand. Otherwise, it's just this mental, mental spirituality, which many of us are doing by, bypass from. So the yoni, you can heal so much within the yoni and, you know, releasing the trauma. And that's what I'm describing in the book that I've been doing, you know, on, on multiple retreats and, and kept on exploring ever since. Um, so, um, uh, yeah. I don't know if that was answered, but I... No, I, that, that's fine, because we don't want to ruin the entire book. That's fine. Um, Kelly just says, please share my information. That the author she was talking about, he wrote The Neverending Story, um, because your your papa's named Falcor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, but so um, your yoni and your lingam is really, really great access points to high states of consciousness and to do a lot of trauma healing. Yeah. And that, that was just kind of like the first retreat, but it, I, I guess it was, I, I don't know why it surprised me, but you were so personal and so open about it. Um, and it was liberating to read not only that retreat, but the one that you talk about releasing the dragon, about the pain down your right side, which is to do with your masculine, your wounded masculinity. And there's so much personal information in it that I guess speaks a lot to the journey that you have came from, where you're just very open and honest and have no um, hang-ups or uh, prudishness around talking about these subjects. You know, because I think I can see a lot of people might not have gone into some of these areas. You're literally talking about some of the most what we call private parts. You know, we, we still have this uh, taboo as you talk about. These are the taboo subjects that you're you're kind of talking about. So it was really, really interesting. Um, also, the um, the whole section on the dark fuck that you had in 2018, which was your third retreat. It was the Priestess Dakini. Empath, which is a sexual healer, isn't that right? And all yeah. that chapter, you're talking about this negativity that you felt that this group, this irritation with the other women, and you couldn't understand it um, until eventually you got this whole suppressed side out of you. Said, I actually wanted to punch this woman in the face because she was irritating me with her, uh, you know, her positivity. And you'd actually asked, you know, your 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 teacher at the time, where was all of this coming from? And they talked about the, the My daughter yeah. is coming home, so <laughs> she's uh, she's saying something. Okay. Oh, sorry. You had this transformation um where you really brought that up to the surface. It was this alter ego, and it was really amazing to read. You had this fury and anger, and you've gone writhing around in the ground like someone who was possessed. It was really interesting to read about that. Thank you, Sanif. Yes, uh, I'm writing very personal because I know that this also can ignite somebody else's journey, right? If I'm, if I'm here to aid you in your ascension process and if I'm holding back on who I am or what I've gained from my own journey, 
then again, I'm not being authentic. I'm not being raw. I'm not being in my full power. I am again doing, you know, all this programming and hiding away. And no, so I, in all things that I do, I'm as transparent as I can be. Like, you know, when I'm happy, I'm happy. When I'm, you know, sad, I'm sad and I'm sharing it because I know it's important. Because when when you are depressed and suicidal as I was, then you think that you're alone, you know, and you feel like such an outsider. So just to hear somebody talk about it or just, you know, to to read about it, it it's uh, healing in itself, knowing that you're not alone. So I do want to share, uh, you know, my own journey because I know it's going to ignite somebody else's journey or raise somebody else's consciousness. And, and what I was saying, like, earlier, that this is igniting, you know, our our inner journeys, our inner paths, our inner sacredness and, and raising the consciousness. And, you know, this is my, my purpose as a soul, why I'm here. So yeah, dark fuck. He, he's an, ex, an exciting example of a suppressed uh, masculine energy. And basically he was like the wounded healer or, you know, the wounded knight that always was there for me, but I never saw him. I never appreciated him. I never connected with him. He was so scary to me. And he just broke free from his inner prison here at this retreat. And he's with me now, you know, not as a separate part, but integrated. And this is also a holy fuck. Like when you are integrated with all your different personas or personalities or the scattered fragmentations from your soul, you're, you know, bringing them all in together, being aligned and connected. Like I, I'm joking that I, you know, that I have a whole suit within me. So uh, <laughs> it's me and my, <laughs> my different personas. Yeah, and, and, you're and, almost. yeah and not to, to, uphold the energy of separation, but to integrate them and to know that each and one of them are their own blessing and comes with wisdom and comes with an intent. So, but the dark fuck, he was intense. He was very intense at the time. And I was so scared to let him loose, to let him come into expression or let that part of myself, I'm not saying it was somebody outside of me because it was a part of me to come into the divine expression of who he was. Because I was so scared of being rejected, of being too much, of being, of scaring others. I was so scared of how I was being perceived if I, you know, was going to share with me, with him. Um, so that's why it's such an important part also of the book to share him with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, as I said, I found it extremely liberating reading that um, myself. Turning the attention slightly back to water because the book, as I said, it, it, it kind of jumps from talking about sacred water to holy fucks to um, personal experiences. So I've just kind of like made notes just along that. Um, we were talking earlier about, you know, the pollution of water. And it was really fascinating listening to you and also reading about how this concept that, that water contains memories. And it carries the memories of, of stress, trauma throughout generations, and that affects us. It carries our ancestors' stress and trauma, and that affects us. But there's also um, 
so much to do with that, uh, the pollution of our water, not only with just those things which can't be filtered out, but also through chemicals, the medicines that we take, um, which are not filtered out through water and that affects us as well. Also, um, the, the you mentioned some experiments, or you just talk about some experiments in this here, how um, all of our water that we drink, because a lot of people, um, if our water is um, not, um, not calcified, but uh, fluorated, uh, we think that is healthy water, whether it's tap water or bottled water. But in this book, you also show and talk about how neither water is actually clean and safe, which I was completely unaware about. There was uh, experiments conducted that show that actually tap water um, contains no crystals as well. Exactly. Tap water is dead. Tap water is water with with dead information or even worse, tap water is the result of all billions of people living on this planet with their polluted mindset and their unexpressed emotion and traumas peeing into the water that we are drinking. That's the tap water. Okay. That's the sad truth about tap water. Yeah, so this, this uh, dildo, <laughs> uh, this quantum <laughs> frequency terahertz uh, therapy device, uh, it also makes structured water. You can blow on the water with your own intentions, healing the water and, and making the water come alive again. You know, mm. like the water molecules in tap water are, are clustered like this but this uh, this uh, device uh, also structure the water into becoming living clean water and so i just got this two weeks ago and if you're interested to know more i can tell you maybe in another talk yeah, but uh, yeah. this is like a life savior to me now uh, so you can use it on so many ways but so that means that when we drink water we access <laughs> every living being on the earth and their, you know, their thoughts, their mindset, their stress, their medications, their traumas, their evilness. Uh, so yeah, really, really fascinating. And said it wasn't even something because I'm fortunate enough to live somewhere where you know my my tap water isn't um, fluoridated. So I was kind of under the impression that that water was, you know, clean and pure to a certain extent, but. As I said, when I started this interview, I've done my own talks on water and the importance of water and all these different things. But, but your book really took it to these levels that I had no idea about. So it was a fascinating read and to, for me to be educated as well on you know my own kind of talks. Um, and also the the you mentioned the um, some of the experiments that have been carried out on water which I talked about, I talked about Dr. Emoto's um, experiments that he carried out about the power of intention, a bit like you were talking about there on water, whether we project love to our water or whether we project hatred and how the ice crystals formed um, are completely different throughout the intention, but also the, the, the music that he played to water, the beautiful music. So it, it's just absolutely fascinating. Victor, uh, is it Schuberger, Schauberger? I can't quite pronounce that. Is it a German word? Um, he somehow connected his consciousness to water. He said it told him so many things. And when he connected his consciousness, even then the trance, and in that book, it's mentioned that his experiments 
um, were um, taken over by the Nazis, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's, it's a really, really fascinating look at how water is, is so much more than we ever think it is. And as I said, it, it completely took me to levels that I had no idea about. Mm, I'm happy. That's the, the whole point of the book, to take you yeah. into high states of consciousness, higher even, awareness. Yeah, even where you, you mentioned about the, because the, we talk a lot about the, the, the chakras and what they're, you know, what they're about and what they represent. But the idea that the second chakra is is uh, personified by the water element, which represents the moon, which represents night, which represents the feminine essence, but it's also the location of the pelvis and the uni and obviously the ovaries. And you were talk, touching on that earlier, that this is the Holy Grail that we've yeah. been looking for. The Holy Grail is both the masculine and the contents are the feminine. And it's been inside of us all along. It's not this outer journey where we need to quest to these locations in the world to some decrepit temple. The whole idea of the Holy Grail has been misinterpreted. So it's this idea that the Holy Grail lies within us and it has been there all along. I find exactly. that fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating. I mean, like, because the Holy Grail, you know, that's where you have access to infinite wisdom, to healing magics, to, to you know, these amazing, amazing abilities that we all possess, but we are not, you know, connected to or aligned to. But so, yeah, that's fascinating that we have been searching for the Holy Grail outside, but the Holy Grail is truly within us. And, and you know, everybody who has a pelvis has the Holy Grail. So, and we have yeah, all that lying within our mother's womb, within, you know, the divine portal. We have lying surrounded by this water. Uh, so we have so much more access than the 5% of consciousness that we think <laughs> and that mm -hmm. we think we are making conscious choices from. So, yeah, I could go on and talk for hours and hours about this, but do you have any more mm -hmm. questions right now? Um, just really that um, we obviously went on through your rebirthing process and you actually mentioned at the very, very start of this interview about the holy fuck of leadership. You know, and how there's more references in Wikipedia for masculinity and femininity, leading a heart-based center. But if anyone thinks that I have talked a lot in this, I'm literally skimming the surface of this book. Some of the more there's there's a whole section of that um, that uh, Torah has talked about, but also there are whole sections on coronavirus. There are sections on satanic rituals, the new earth, the shift, the 666 energy. Um, you touched earlier on on the unconscious feminine and masculine. Um, there is just so, so much packed into this book that you uh, will find something new in it. Even if you thought that you knew a lot about these subjects like I did, I was completely blown away by the information within it. So I would absolutely recommend anyone to get this book. It would really inform you and really help you understand your part, not even just as a, a feminine you know, woman, but also from the masculine perspective, we can learn so much from femininity. Um, but I guess uh, that it was, it's, it's just a, an absolutely amazing book. 
Um, so many references, as you said, there's just even one of those sections we could have had a whole interview out of. But I guess I just wanted to um, wrap it kind of up there and just mention at, towards the end of this interview that you also have a new book out now, which is called Sacred Soul, and we hope to do an interview around the contents of that. So tell us just a little bit about that. So that's um, basically, I think that it's really good to have read Holy Fuck first, and then you read this one, because it's like an extension of Holy Fuck. It is like, um, so I do a lot of karma clearings in my work, and karma clearing is an excellent tool for transforming all these inner pollutions that is stored within ourselves and in our DNA, in our inner sacred water. So this book, uh, The Sacred Soul uh, and the Divine Evolution Through Time and Space, is, is how we have ended up here. Like, it's an awesome explanation how, but so how have we become so fucked up in our programming and the times that we are in now, that the time is to reclaim you know, our inner power back. So, and I give some examples of karma clearings, and I also talk a lot about from the yogic perspective and from the soul perspective on what is going on in the world today uh, as we see it. But uh, I would love, we could also maybe ask uh, Tora or Susanna, that she's her name, yes. do an interview with, we can talk more about also Holy Fuck, because as you say, there's so many like every chapter has its own gems and it's like packed with information and reactivation so i would love to do a thing with you with you two also so if if, if that's yeah possible, that would be another one. That yeah would be yeah um did i reach out to her will you reach out to her or i will reach out to her and then i um, i'm gonna mail all of us so you have the connection but i also just want to say that the the book holy fuck and sacred water so it took us nine months so it was like you know birthing a baby uh, into oh, the process wow. so it was so many symbols and so significant and when we finally met for the first time it was on the book release uh, that we had here in in sweden so so the book took us literally nine months and and when you're writing a book like holy fuck obviously you're going through a lot of changes and you know up levels and up uh, upgrade how do you say yeah. upgrades as well so uh, you can't write a book like this and being stagnated so obviously it's you know taking us also further into our own personal development and so we can be of more service to the world yeah as i said at the beginning of this interview there was literally so many parts of that book that i've highlighted and that was my original intention to Go through the highlight points but i quickly quick quite quickly realized that there's far far too much in that book to do it like that i just had to li literally skim the top of them and actually just look at uh chapter titles because there's so so much within that book and as i said it informed even me who has kind of done talks on water and holy water and stuff like that it really informed me and and uh enlightened me shall i say so it was a really really brilliant book an absolutely amazing book and obviously i'd love to have a joint interview with you on tour and talk about the other parts of the book um but until then and obviously then we'll, we'll work out what we want to do about a future interview about your new book as well because i do want to get that talked about too but 
So you mentioned there that um, our few guests who were uh, contacting us during the interview um, that you could, if you wanted, you know, send them a signed copy because obviously it's great to get off Amazon, but all of the money does not go towards you. So in light of that, and for anyone who's looking to find out more about you, more about your practices and your other books, where can we find you, Ulrika? So my English website is, is up and running. It's not updated, but it's up there and the connection, you, you can connect with me there. So it's www.ulliskarlsson.com. So it's ulliskarlsson.com. Ulliskarlsson.com. And I'll, I'll put it in the notes. Obviously, I, I'm kind of mangling your... <laughs> I'm mangling your thing because I don't speak Swedish, but I, you know, I hope that I've done a kind of a, an okay representation of your the pronunciation of your words or your your name. Sorry, you also have the Facebook website. Is that selective? Yes, my Facebook uh, is uh, Ulrika. It's U L R I K A, and then my nickname Ulis. U-L-L-I-S, and then K-A-R-L-S-S-O-N. So Ulrika Ullis Karlsson, that is me. And Ulrika means magnificent in Swedish. So my journey has been to come home to my given name and trying to be as magnificent as I can <laughs> in this lifetime. So, yeah. Well, Ulrika, thank you so, so much for agreeing to do this interview. It has been such a long time since I connected with you, but... Um, for for obviously as I mentioned at the start of this interview, uh, for my own kind of reasons, we're always experiencing these traumas and periods of growth, growth, but also because the book was so dense and so packed full of information that it it, it was not a book that you could have rushed through. I had to read through everything so carefully, and there was so much in it that um, that informed me that it was not as I said a book that you can just pick up and make a few quick notes on it. There's so, so much information in this book. It's one of the best books that I've ever read. So I would absolutely uh, recommend this book to anyone who's interested in femininity, interested in, you know, balancing the masculinity with femininity, interested in, you know, understanding themselves, how to release trauma, how to grow from trauma, understanding the power of water and everything in between, because as I mentioned at the end of this, there's still whole chapters, which I've just completely skimmed over the top. But hopefully, as I said, we, we will get another interview with you yourself and Tora herself. But I guess until then, Ulrika, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure for you to do this and a pleasure once again to be reintroduced to BB Falkor. And I'm so grateful for you having me and your patience with my long answers and for you who's been listening or are going to listen to the recording. And yeah, and thank you, Senet, for, for reading the book and for your great feedback. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Thank you so much for you, who you are and the energy that you bring into the world. And also thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, Ulrika. Bye, everyone. <laughs>